Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, May the 4th in 2020 on When I Rise. And yes, Star Wars fans out there, this is your day. May the 4th be with you. And I can hear you say back, and also with you. Uh, today we are in year A in the fifth Sunday of Easter. And since there's not an Old Testament text for the week, and since we cover an Old Testament text on Mondays here on When I Rise, I had to go pick one. So I have one from Joshua chapter 5, one that I've been thinking about and I think gives a bit of a framework for how we interact with the world today, wanting to do something for God in the midst of a pretty chaotic time. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points of reflection, then we'll spend some time praying along its theme today. Hey, thanks for making this party morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise to meet God together in a time of prayer. Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. This is the word of God for us. Let me offer a couple points of reflection from Joshua chapter 5. This is the night before Joshua as the leader of the nation of Israel marches upon Jericho to begin this campaign of taking God's land and giving it to the people of God. And uh, you can imagine that if you and I were in Joshua's shoes, as we're um, eager to get going with God's work of conquest, and as there's an eagerness within the camp, uh, that we would be prepared the night before and eager to go to battle. And so what great timing that this soldier comes before Joshua and they have an encounter that's pivotal for the next days ahead. Uh, Joshua's got two categories. If this person's dressed and ready for battle, they can either be on our side or on the enemy's side. And so when this angel tells Joshua that he's on neither side, a third category comes into the conversation, which seems to be important for not just Joshua's moment, but also for the nation of Israel as they reflect on what it means to be the people of God. And whenever uh, a scholar suggests that this is important because it's not that uh, Israel can just go do what they want because they know that God's going to be with them. But when this messenger, when this soldier shows up, it shows that God's got another plan that's even autonomous and different from even Israel's plan, even Israel's best laid plans, that God has his own story. And Israel, with its faithfulness, can enter into God's story and not just live their own story. I think this is important for the original hearers because uh, they might think that they could just go to battle with whomever they want and then God's going to be on their side. They could have this uh, pridefulness in their own nation instead of having a worshipful heart that seeks to follow God's will. And I think it's the same for us. I think we have the temptation as individual Christians or as communities of Christians to think that God's going to be on our side because we can cite a couple of verses or because maybe we pray before something happens. 
Uh, we spend time hammering out a plan in a boardroom or a conference room or the board of directors or even a ministry staff team or whatever. And we think, okay, we have been prayerful through this process. This must be God's plan. Uh, we see this even in our cultural wars where there's loggerheads within our culture. Uh, we seem to think that, well, we have a lot of Christians on this side of an issue and there's less on that side of the issue. So God must be blessing our plans and for us and against the others. It's important for us to consider this third category, that God does whatever he wants. And what's important for us is to not put our plans before God, but to be worshipful with our plans. I love how the writer of Joshua says that Joshua fell face down, that he had to be submissive to what God wanted to do. He worshiped as he wanted to know what God wanted to do next. I think it's the same for us. We Are we worshiping first or are we scheming first? Uh, there's a passage in Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Life Together where he says that we need to be careful about casting plans, quote, on behalf of God. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being aspirational. There's nothing wrong with casting vision to in order to group, get a group of people going in the right direction, a vision for our lives that moves us in a direction. But Bonhoeffer says we got to be careful because if we have plans, uh, he calls it a person of vision. He says Whenever we have a vision, we demand of others, we demand of ourselves, and we ultimately demand of God. And when things don't pan out the way that we have planned, this vision that we have, we judge others, we judge ourselves, and we judge God, and it all unravels. It doesn't seem to be the benevolent community that God desires for the life of the church. So we should cast vision. We should make plans. We should think hard about very complex and difficult issues. But ultimately, before we take a step forward, give these plans to God, give these thoughts to God and say, God, I know that you may not be on our side or the side of the other group of, you know, the other group of people in this issue. You have your own plan. You have your own agenda. Therefore, help us to see what you have in store. So I want to pray a short prayer this morning that God wouldn't bless our plans, not necessarily, but that we would seek God's face and that we'd sense a discernment and a leadership of what he would have us to do for the next step ahead. We'll spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that you are in charge, that you hold all things together. And I thank you that because of your loving kindness, you've drawn each of us into your story. I thank you that you've given us pieces of the puzzle as the people of God, as the family of God. And so Lord, we thank you today that we wake up on purpose. We uh, we consider and we confess that you have a story that you're weaving through history. And we thank you that you've called us into that story at this time. And we thank you that you've called us into families and into communities and into organizations and school systems and neighborhoods. Uh, that you perhaps have caused us to travel to different locations in order to fulfill the tasks that you have for us. God, I thank you that this one world uh, is a world that you love and you have a plan for the redemption of it. And so we thank you that you give us minds to think and uh, you give us communities to reason together. And we also thank you that you're alone in your own story and that you invite us into your story, that we don't own your story, but we get to participate. And so God, today, we ask you call us back to the heart of worship, uh, where we seek your face, where we um, consider your ways and the way that you would even do things that you've asked us to do in our life. God, forgive us because we've been tempted to try to figure it out ourselves and to cast vision that may or may not include the way 
uh, that you would want us to do it or that may or may not include the plan that you have for the world and for our lives. And so, God, we confess that we need your help once again. God, we um, have this temptation to just storm out ahead of you because sometimes it's hard to discern what you want us to do. So, God, give us the patience to wait. God, give us the clarity necessary for the next step ahead. God, we love to love you, and loving you means following you and being faithful to you. So, God, this day, give us the the impulse, give us the empowerment, give us the imagination to be faithful in the next step ahead. God, I pray that as the watching world looks upon the church, they would find us to be people who are helpful, who are compassionate, and who ultimately carry a wisdom beyond our intelligence because we're carrying the knowledge that you have given us. So God, help us to hear and help us to see, help us to work together, to reason with one another and to share in a, in a peace among one another, the plan that you have for your people. So God be with us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.